Shady Token Sports, it is Monday, June 4th, 2018. So my buddy Frank, Franker, the Lanker, his mom cooked dinner for me tonight. She made meatballs, sausage, and pasta and sent me home. I want she eat Texas toast, which was from Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. And it was a lot of food. I'm going through food coma. I just watched the end of a movie called Thoroughbreds, which was kind of like a very long, I don't know, it was kind of like a mind fuck. I don't even know how to describe it. I kind of ended and it left a, like a, like I ate dinner, like not tonight's dinner, but I ate dinner and I'm still really hungry. It was like, it was like eating Chinese food. I wasn't crazy about it, but Anton Yelchin was in it in a very small part. I always liked him as an actor. And, you know, he, 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 his car was, his car slid down and crushed him. He got crushed by his own car. He was trying to open up the gate of his house. My family is terrible. But this is what I want to talk about today. ALS is a terrible disease where you your body is deteriorating to the point, you know, where your mind is still working, but you can't talk, you can't move your body, you become basically a prisoner inside your own body. And we've seen, you know, we've seen Gleason, we've seen, I mean, numerous athletes and people who've had it. I mean, they had that ALS bucket challenge years ago for that kid from BC who got sick. And Dwight Clark had the catch. When I was a kid, I was, I, I've talked about this previously, I was a huge freaking Cowboy fan, huge Cowboy fan. And I'll never forget the catch. And I forget where I was watching it. And then I punched the TV and I was sent to my room. And it always, oh, I, still, I, I can't watch it. Well, you know what? No one deserves to die. And Dwight Clark, 61 years young, did not deserve to die. And it pains me that this man who had so much, you know, everybody who has ALS, so much to live for, and then to get sick with this disease, which, you know what? I'll never forget, I remember, so that Star Trek, what was it, Star Trek Ford Undiscovery Country, where Bones had a thing and he could just, you know, put it over the people's skin. And I'll tell you, that's a disease I would not, I, I, I it's terrible. It's a death sentence. And uh, I had read an article about Dwight Clark had spoken about, uh, SI had, where all his ex-teammates, that Bartolo brought all his ex-teammates out and they, like it was a, go- a goodbye party. And it just sat I just saw it just now. I was like, that really, ugh, it just makes me, ugh. It, it just, it, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I can't put into words what I really want to say, but I, you know, here I am, one of the, as a child, one of the most defining moments of my, of sports for me. And here he, and here he is, Dwight Clark, he's 61 years young, and I'm about to turn 49, and I think about that, you know, I see, like, I was at, you know, Mr. Frank's parents today, and everybody's getting older. And it, it just kind of sucks. You know, I see everybody getting older, and you don't want anybody to get older. And it kind of, yeah, just upset me. It upset me when I saw it today. And I read something very interesting in the New York Times Sunday. This guy named Steve uh, Lamazny, who he had a, si- a sip of coffee. 
He uh, He's 40 years old, was a star at Peabody High School in Massachusetts and grew up rooting for the Sox, who drafted him in the fifth round, 95. Five years later, Baseball America ranked him as the top prospect in their farm system. Consisted of one game, October 30th, 1989, one game, the final day of the regular season at Camden Yards in Baltimore. He was late season call-up, caught five innings, struck out twice later, but he said, he, I did throw two guys out. I, he said, I was two for two throwing guys out of second base, which is what I was, which is what I was best. So it might have been the best throwing percentage in history of the game. Now, in 2001, he was playing for AAA Pawtucket. Uh, Lamazny was struck in the right eye by a line drive during batting practice. He suffered a choroidal rupture and never saw the ball the same way as a hitter. He still catch, though, and teams valued him for his wisdom. He hung around for the minors through 2006 when the Twins sent him to AA to catch for two prospects, Matt Garza and Glenn Perkins, who ended up both having long careers. So six years later, when the Red Sox staged an elaborate celebration of Fenway's 100th anniversary, uh, Lamazny was surprised to get an invitation. He goes, I didn't think I'd fit in. I had a sip of coffee. And he said, a conversation with the Red Sox beat writer Gordon Edis, now the team's official historian, caused him to reconsider. You know, many people would love to have played even one game, Edis reminded him. You know, he should not feel out of place despite such a brief career. He went, had a great time. Got another invitation this season to play in the first Red Sox old-timers game in 25 years. A recent partial knee replacement prevented him from catching in the game last Sunday, and he was slotted as a designated hitter. But Sam Horn asked if I minded, you know, if I minded playing first base. I said, absolutely, I'll take first base. Not a big deal. And it, so also the game was Sam Horn, Rich Garces, Hall of Famers like Wade Boggs and Pedro Martinez, and Dwight Evans and Louis Tiant. Uh, were actually the man, were the managers of the game. He brought his wife, Ryan, his son, Ty, and daughters, Logan and Emery. And he finally got his family at bat with the Red Sox. The only other time he played there was decades ago in high school when he was not facing the man who started Game 7 in the 19... who started Game 7 in the 75 World Series. He, he said, I hit off Bill Lee. I don't want to downplay anything. He said he was a great pitcher, but I think Bill's 71 years old. He said he yanked one down the line and two-hopped the Green Monster. He said, I only got a single out of it. Johnny Gomes got to it pretty quick, but it was a great experience. And he said, nobody treated him like an outsider. He said, uh, you know, his years of sharing a locker room in spring training and the you know validation that one game in Baltimore meant everything. He said, seeing those guys, being able to shake their hands, they all remembered me. It wasn't like, who's this guy? I was around for a long time. I just wasn't a big leaguer with them the whole time. I, you know, it just kind of struck me. <clears throat> you know, we belittle ourselves in a way. Like, you know, it, you still... What a bat. One game. What does it matter? I talked about a kid, uh, da, uh, <clears throat> Bruce Dostal, went to my high school. All state, I think, in three sport. Well, definitely football and baseball. He, people said he was one of the greatest athletes ever. He was on the on-deck circle, going to hit for Harold Baines, and the game ended. He never got in a game. Never got in a major league game. You think about guys that never even got a shot for one game. <clears throat> kind of interesting. <clears throat> And there was an awesome article, too. Like, like I want to go here. There's, they have a Grand Junction, Colorado. They have the Junior College World Series, where these, you know, these, these players at the JUCO, here, simply known as JUCO, and Bryce Harper's played in this. Ten, ten players were drafted in the uh, last year's Major League Baseball draft. Seating capacity of 7,048, but can accommodate 10,000. 
and 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 they play like games all day. I mean, it's freaking cool. It's a ten team, nineteen game, eight day grind. I just I thought it was freaking cool as hell, man. And there was a, I mean, Bryce Harper. I was reading some of the players who have gone through here. Yeah, Kirby Puckett, Eric Gagne, Cliff Lee, Cliff Lee, John Lackey, Bryce Harper, and Brandon Belt. And a team actually made it from a team a team from New York, Monroe College earned the first trip JUCO this year behind a pair of unbeaten pitchers, Antonio Frias, who was eight and zero with a one hundred seventy ERA, and uh, Justo. What the hell is this guy? Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm trying to get his whole. Yeah, I'm trying to find the name of the guy, Justo. It's pretty, it's just freaking cool. So the other name, pitcher's last name is Justo. I know, I'm trying to find the kids from the 61st Juco World Series. It's freaking cool, man. I mean, and and and, and pe- people take the parent parents take the uh, people in in town, but th- so this team from Monroe, the last team to win it from New York was Nassau Community College of Garden City in 1966. He uh, coach Luis Melendez has players from Curacao, Panama, and Puerto Rico, and many are from low income backgrounds. He said many, he said many never even left New York. So here they get to go to a place, you know, and one of them, Joseph Encarnacion, who's from Corona, Queens, had been at Yankee Stadium in City Field. He said playing at uh, Suplicio, which is the name of the field, was better. He, he goes, I actually found out a week, few weeks ago we were going, we started regionals and people talk about Colorado. He goes, what's Colorado about? And how do you get there? I looked online and said, we definitely have to get there. Now, it was found, started by, what's this guy's name? Sam Sapluzio played a vital role in creating this love affair between the city. Now, he was an outfield prospect. For, listen to this. This is another interesting story. Outfield prospect in the mid-1950s, Sapluzio fractured his throwing arm while sliding to second base during a minor league game in late in the 56th season. At the time, he was under consideration by manager Casey Stengel to be called up to the big club. Think about that team. The previous year, uh, Sapluzio had hit 294 with 24 home runs at Binghamton in the Eastern League. Also in 55, a soon-to-be Yankee slugger named Roger Maris hit 292 with 19 homers in Reading in the same league. So he recovered well enough to play and coach the semi-pro Grand Junction Eagles for 17 years. He chose to settle there, became a minor league coach, and scout for several major league teams. He died in 2006-74. They said, great salesman. They would have a banquet every year, and he would get Stan Musial, Duke Snyder, Willie Mays, Ernie Banks, Lefty Gomez, Bob Gibson. Yankee connections included uh, George Steinbrenner, Billy Martin, Reggie Jackson, and Whitey Ford over the years. Said he had a lot of connections. Just, just crazy. So Clemens and Andy, Bet- Andy Pettit are tied to this world because they were both at San Jacinto North, a junior college baseball dynasty that actually turns out major league prospects. They've gone. They've actually made it 23 times all since 1984. Unbelievable. I mean, just freaking cool as shit. Oh, and actually, there were two teams playing. How about this one? This this I thought was crazy. Temple College is in the World Series for the third time, but they would not even be here if there was a double forefoot in the regional title game. The game between Cisco College and McLennan Community College was suspended after a benches-clearing scuffle following a close play at the plate. Temple, a third-place team, was awarded the region spot in the World Series. Pretty crazy, right? So those, those I, I wanted to talk about those stories. Now, 
The Yankees are playing a day-night doubleheader right now, which is fantastic. And the Yankees took Anthony Siegler with the 23rd pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Yankees losing. Yankees won the opener 7-4, but they lost... So they took a kid out of Cartersville, Georgia. Switch hitting, yeah. Landed a do-it-all prospect. Switch hitting, Anthony Siegler. He's committed to play in Florida if he doesn't sign with the Yankees. He's known, as a wide, known for his wide-ranging repertoire. Expected to catch in the big leagues. The under-18 U.S. national team member. Experience pitching right and left-handed and playing in the outfield and infield. Pretty cool, right? But Yankees losing... Stanton is a home run after getting hit by a pitch. He's freaking awesome. My parents sent me a picture from their trip. They look like they're having the time of their lives. They sent me a picture from Mount Rushmore, which I think, you know, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And now that they went, I'm kind of like jealous that I didn't go. I was like, you know what? That looks like a lot of freaking fun. That looks like a lot of freaking fun. Yeah, so now the Yankees are pissed because since the summer, the Yankees knew the start time for the July 8th game against the Blue Jays in Toronto could be switched from day to night. However, the fact that it was moved from 107-805, that they, next day they're playing a doubleheader in Baltimore, but also July 7th is when they announced the All-Star teams. So the Yankees talked about, well, talked about um, boycotting ESPN for a while. I don't know. You know, and a discussion with the media Sunday morning at Camden Yards after the Yankees game was running out second in four days. It was mentioned to Boone that the ESPN game in Toronto was locked in as a night gig. He got unlocked. He said, unlock it. He said he'd like to see a game in uh, Toronto revert back to a day game in order to avoid playing a night game in Canada, flying to Baltimore and playing two. But it's probably not going to happen. Well, they said the only concession is on July 9th, the first game will start at 5.05 instead of 4.05. And actually, their 685 winning percentage was the highest, best in baseball. They won the f- opening game today. They're 38 and 17. But it looks like they're they're going to lose game two. Yeah, yeah, shit happens, right? The Yankees aren't really getting upset. So this was interesting. Okay, so this is this is the uh, football, you know, with the hits. The ejection standard reads like this. Players lower, player lowers helmet to establish a linear body posture prior to initiating and making contact with the helmet. That's one of the ejection standard. Okay, B is player delivering a blow, had an unobstructed path to his opponent. C, contact was clearly avoidable. Player delivered a blow. The blow had other options, which yeah, always happens. And Richard Sherman said, it's all idiotic. First ejection will be ridiculous regardless of the circumstance. If they don't want people getting tackled, put flags with them. <laughs> <coughs> Thought that was funny. And then Serena Williams, I was getting psyched to see her kick Sharapova's ass. She had a chest muscle injury on Monday. She said she can't hit serves because of a problem with her right pectoral muscle. She said she'll get an MRI and consult doctors before figuring out what she will do next. She said her extra chest began hurting in her third round singles victory over uh, Julia Horhes. She said it was really painful. I didn't know what it was. 
She actually lost in double Sunday with her sister. So now she is going to take... So Sharapova, who Venus has won 19 last 21, including the past 18 in a row. So now she gets to go on. And Jake Arrieta's not happy. He said uh, the Phillies' recent struggles to equated it to horseshit while torching the team's defensive shifts following a 6-1 loss Sunday that completed a three-game sweep for the Giants. He homered. He actually homered for a Phillies' only run of the series and pitched well until a stretch in the sixth inning when he allowed five straight hits. Capped by Andrew McCutcheon's three-run homer. Three of those hits came on ground balls, including one weak grounder to rookie short spot, shortstop Scott Kingery. Another single hit through the right side by Joe Panic against a shifted infield. Uh, so here's a guy at a three-year, $75 million contract taking aim at Philadelphia. The Phillies are not keeping up with a booming baseball trend. Well, we've had bad defensive shifts. We had a check swing. Kingery should have gone to second on that play, and they got three hits in a row. Roman on credit McCutcheon for putting a good swing on it, but I did not expect a ball like that to get out. Otherwise, Overall, it's really horse shit series. Really bad, really bad. Okay. Said uh, Phillies are the worst in the league with shifts. But didn't offer any uh, recommendations on how to fix that problem. Hey, we suck. What do you think we should do? Well, why didn't someone ask him the question? Well, what do you suggest they do? And I said he was asked if the team, you know, had the wherewithal to do that to, you know, make uh, changes. He said, if they're not, I'll make sure that there there is. Okay. They're 2-5 and on a 10-game road trip. They scored only one run in 29 innings. He uh, gave up five runs, eight hits in six innings. He'd given up just three earned runs over his last 35 innings when the Giants broke the roofers. I love all these stats. Like, oh, you know, he's done all this, three, you know. He's only given up three runs the last 35 innings, then he gives up like 85 runs. I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reaching, but you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of crazy, right? And then the Mets today picked up. They said, actually, for the first time in 12 years, the first five picks were college players. Two of their top choices College third baseman Alec Baum and Jonathan India off the board. They pick Wisconsin High School outfielder Jared Kellenick, a potential 5-2 player who had committed to Louisville if he doesn't sign a professional contract. 6-1-190, left-hitting outfielder, is the first Wisconsin native to go in the top 10 and helped USA Baseball's 1800 team win the gold medals each of the past two years. Played center field, but might have to move to a corner spot down the road. Uh, Bill Ripkin on uh, MLB Network says for his age maybe the best pure hitter in the draft he's going to get in the minor league system he's going to swing the bat and prove he knows how to play the game they pass him two of the top pitchers and he's the first high school player the Mets have taken the first round since Dominic Smith in 2013 the first position player they've used their first round pick on since Michael Goodford in 2014 they said he's a athletic Mark Kotze. And they don't think it doesn't feel they don't think his smallish frame will affect his power. Tigers for the first overall pick for the just second time in franchise history, Tigers took Auburn right under Casey Mize. He was undrafted out of high school. How about that? Six three Mize became the first college pitcher to go first overall since Mark Appel was taken by the Astros in 2013. All he's had is injuries. Mm-hmm. A couple other guys went. 
Oh, Georgia Tech catcher and ACC Player of the Year, Joey Bart, went second to the Giants. Phillies picked Wichita State's bomb third. That's we're interested in him if he'd fallen. Now, let's get to the interesting stuff. So, Donald Trump said in a statement Monday night that since the entire team refuses to come because of the continuing flap over the national anthem, none of the team members would be welcomed. He said they're unable to come to the White House with their te- full team to be celebrated tomorrow, said in a statement. They disagree with the president because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and the people of our country. The Eagles want to send a de- smaller delegation, but the thousand fans planning to attend the event deserve better. Okay. They're going to plan, they're planning a patriotic celebration for Eagles fans, but without the team. These fans are still invited to the White House to be part of a different type of ceremony, one that will honor our great country, pay tribute to the heroes who fight to protect it, and loudly and proudly play the national anthem, the president added. 20 hours before the planned visit. Former Eagles wide receiver Torrey Smith called it cowardly. He said there are a lot of people on the team that have plenty of different views. The men and women that, that wanted to go should have been able to go. He signed with the Panthers. Cowardly act to cancel the celebration because the majority of the people don't want to see you. To make it about the anthem is foolish. I totally agree. The Eagles management toured the halls of Pennsylvania State Capitol on Monday showing off the Lombardi Trophy. U.S. Senator Bob Casey, Democrat, said if the Eagles are not at the White House, then he won't show up for the political for this political stunt. He said, I'm proud of what they accomplished. I'm skipping this political stunt at the White House and just inviting the Eagles to Congress. How about a tour of the Capitol? Some guys have dreamed about winning a championship and taking that trip to the White House, so we're not going to deny that to anybody, but there are also a lot of guys who are passionate about not going. Safety Malcolm Jenkins earlier told WTXF-TV. <sighs> well, also, you know, the Golden State Warriors were unwelcomed. Well, they refused to go last year. Now, let, now, now, isn't he the president of the people? And shouldn't he be the president? You know, shouldn't the views be... He's just going after, you know, he's going after his constituents. Listen, it was never about the anthem. They were not kneeling because they were disrespecting the anthem. They were, they were kneeling because they were they were upset with how people are being treated in the United States. And they have very right to be. And nothing's changed. And Kaepernick's not signed with any team. Some guy was talking about how the cornrows and everything. Hey, I remember the NBA tried to get everybody to wear suits. And they didn't want do-rags on the bench and all that stuff. Well, you know what? LeBron wore a suit, short suit, short suit, but he wore a suit. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talk, hearing Francesca talk today, and I'm getting a little off topic, but Francesca said that any team that would sign LeBron would win the Easter Conference. And he said if the Knicks had a healthy Porzingis, he thought they would have won, they, could have, they would have won the East this year with, with LeBron. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know about that one, buddy. I don't know about that one. But... I, th- I was wondering what Lithuanian laser would think of that that comment. I was like, "Well, take that back a little bit." Now, now back to uh, Mr. Trump, fantastic guy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, you know. It, it it's about him. I, I'm not gonna talk. We all know it's all about him. It's not about the teams. Not about any. It's about Donald Trump. And he wants to be the center of attention all the time. 
and he puts his focus on stupid goddamn shit, whether it's Roseanne, with Roseanne's concert, you know, or it's the anthem and all that, because he's trying to get people riled up. That's all he likes inciting people, which he's always been doing. I think this is ridiculous. I feel that the anthem, nobody's listening. They're just getting blind. That they're disrespecting the flag. It was never about that. Never, never, never. Yeah. Unbelievable. So the Yankees are losing. Oh, wait, in hockey. Yankees were losing. I don't know if there's hockey on tonight, right? Yeah, they're down 4-2, middle of the eighth. Oh, top gun two. Yeah, they're not going to... Liberty are playing the Mercury tomorrow. Wow, Capitals are up 4 nothing with 38 seconds left in the second. Holy shit. This could be it. This could be it. Wow. They went tonight to go 3-1. Capitals one game away from winning the Stanley Cup. How about that? Yankees got a win. Freaking nice. Torres, Glaber Torres hit a freaking 10th home run in the earlier game today. Greg Bird hit a home run. Romine hit a home run. Severino threw 112 pitches, 85 strikes. Severino, Jesus. 9-1 with a 220 RA. Struck out 10, giving him nine career starts with 10 or more strikeouts and his fourth such outing this season. He's having a monster year. He said, uh, it's a doubleheader. I knew I had to try and throw six innings. Big win, man. Big win. Greg Bird hit his second. Romine hit his fourth. Nice win. Nice freaking win. Lovingly. That's a good win for the Yanks. We lose the nightcap, but that's all right. Shit happens, right? Oh, and last night, the freaking J.R. Smith got a standing ovation. And then they were yelling MVP. I was like, come on, guys. Ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with uh, Francesa. They were not, uh, they were never in the game. And freaking uh, Steph Curry, nine, NBA Finals record nine freaking three-pointers last night. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like Golden State fans. I know they just seem like this pompous bunch of asses who've never really had to, you know, you know, they've had a couple good years, and now these all these bandwagon fans are coming to the games that never went to any games before. I like I, li- I like fans that loyal fans. How about this? Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens could meet in the semifinals, both in the French quarterfinals for the first time. Oh, did they play today? I wanted to see. Four nothing, man. Ugly. Florida State beat Washington, game one of the uh, softball championships. Damn. Nadal won. Silk won. Isner lost. There are no more freaking Juan Del Potro. Not Don uh, Juan Del Potro beat him in straight sets, so there's no more Americans left on the men's side. Yikes. And there went that. It's over. Over, over, over. 
know, they've lost by 19 last night. And this could end it very quickly. LeBron at 29 points. Yeah, and Ergo Mito, I looked down, I didn't know what he, she said yet. Serena's out. That sucks. Jim Kelly's going to be on at this SBs. He said, God willing, I'll be there. Hope I'll be there too. That's kind of scary. Yeah, and Kyle Murray, who's supposed to be the next quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners, was drafted number nine. Iguodala said the knee is pain-free. Last few days, plans returned in the NBA Finals. That's not good for the Cavaliers. Yeah, it sucks about freaking Dwight Clark. Ugh. 61 years. Ugh, it's terrible. Yeah, the ace drafted uh, to Kyle Murray, Murray Knight, who's going to be projected OSU starting quarterback. Listen, they're going to offer him a lot of money. He's not going to be playing football. Tom Brady called Dwight Clark such a pure human spirit. Huh. I think Casey Mize could be the number one pick by the Tigers, could be a no doubt MLB superstar. All right. Trivia questions. Let me get to the stuff. Let's get some trivia questions. All right. Here we go. I should be sleeping. I've only been up since 3 a.m. Ate a lot of food today. Peanut shit in the... Um, she shit in the goddamn... I went to go get flowers from Laker's mother. Come back and peanut shit in the hallway. In the living... I don't know. What do you call it in the, in the reading room? Big old dump. I was like, peanut. My dog, man. She pushed her way out, so I, I bunkered her in. Okay. Who was the most five strikeout games in Major League Baseball history? For a career. Sammy Sosa with four. He had four, five strikeout games in his career. That's the most ever. I thought there'd be more. Okay. Tonight's trivia question. What Major League Baseball team has the current active streak for playoff appearances going into the 2018 season? So who is the current active streak of playoff appearances right now in Major League Baseball? Current active streak of playoff appearances. I don't know if you get it. All right. So Donald Trump proving that it's all about Donald Trump and no one else. Dwight Clark, fucking 61 years young. Ugh, ALS, terrible. Really bothers me. we got to find a cure for that. Scary. And uh, Yankees, how many are going to pull the second game? And the Capitals, how about that? Game three is not till Wednesday night. And I need to go to bed. All right, folks, have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon.